Welcome to The Junction Box, the audio cast where what you need to know about the electrical program connects with the experts in the field. This time, we're going to be talking about wiring methods, materials, and devices used in commercial construction. Our guest is electrician and instructor Tim Reese. Tim, welcome to the program. Anytime. I'm really very excited to get started with this right away. Uh, we have several questions that are very interesting. I'm looking forward to learning from it. So let's just uh, start right out of the gate. My first question to you is, what makes a materials takeoff list important? First of all, materials takeoff lists uh, identify exactly every single component part it, right down to the last screw, strut, strap, you name it, right down to the most detailed item hmm. to be purchased by the contractor. Without that list, uh, it's impossible to estimate the cost. Hmm. So naturally, we have to have a list of some sort to, so we can estimate the cost of all the materials. Uh-huh. And also, it helps to keep track of inventory. That's the other thing. The foreman on the job is accountable for keeping track of the inventory, making sure that all the parts are there and all the devices, all the components on a job site are there so that when they go to do the work, they're not just standing around with their hands in their pockets. They can get to work right away. And uh, it accounts for everything. And that's the most, one of the most detailed and important uh, documents a person can use or put together for a job. Isn't it interesting when you ask a question, you think it's going to be a simple answer, and then it turns out to be so complex. Uh, this entire trade seems to be that way. Could you, uh, Tim, explain to us uh, what a continuous load is? Well, first of all, Article 100 in definitions in the NEC actually actually defines what a continuous load is. Okay. It's anything that's connected to electrical source for three hours or more. That's what a continuous electrical load is. Now we define it as being three hours or more. Okay, um, let's shift gears here a little bit. Can you tell me why, why does the rating of the OCPD become the rating of the branch circuit regardless of the conductor size or uh, load type? First of all, it has to be understood that the overcurrent protection device, OCPD, is a device that protects the wires that it serves. It doesn't protect the load, it only protects the wires going to the load. Okay. So those wires, if they are sized to only carry 20 amperes, then without overheating, and the heating uh, temperature, the safe temperatures have been established by engineers and have been nationally, uh, through national consensus of the engineers, have been established in standards and codes so that those temperatures are not exceeded. The wire sizes are designed to accommodate different amounts of amperes without exceeding those temperature limits. Therefore, the overcurrent protection device has to be sized according to uh, the amount of the wire. Not, and if the wire is larger and the overcurrent protection device is smaller, then that wire, even though it's capable of handling higher current, is now only going to handle whatever the trip rating on the OCBD is. However, you cannot do the opposite. You cannot put, say, an overcurrent protection device 
that can handle higher current than what the conductor is rated for. Otherwise, the conductor handling higher current than what it's rated for is going to overheat and cause a fire. So on the topic of branch circuits, could you briefly define the branch circuits for us? A branch circuit is any circuit that is assigned and dedicated to a specific group of devices. Let's say, for instance, um, that you have uh, two bedrooms in a home that are supplied from one circuit breaker in a house. That is called a branch circuit. If you have a washing machine in a home supplied by a separate circuit breaker, that is also a branch circuit because they branch off of the main supply line, which is the service panel. The service panel brings in the main service, brings in the main power, and from there it's distributed to different points throughout a dwelling or throughout a commercial enterprise, whatever the case may be. And each one of those individual circuits is called a branch circuit because it is a branch off of the trunk of the main power source. I cannot believe that we have reached the end of the program for this time. There's so much more that we'd like to learn. Tim, love to have you come back. Oh, it's indeed a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me aboard. This concludes this edition of The Junction Box. Join us next time as we continue to learn from the experts here at SJVC. A presentation of San Joaquin Valley College.